This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. The group is called Tri-Town Against Racism. We're here to learn what they do and why they do it. Joining me is Rhonda Baptiste, who's the vice president of the organization. Rhonda, good to have you in here. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. Well, give me some background about the Tri-Town Against Racism. When did it start? What prompted it to start? So and we'll go from there. So it started in early 2020, actually prior to the murder of George Floyd, <laughs> um, in response to some racist incidents that um, some kids had experienced in the Tri-Town. And it started, we started, it was just a group of moms who got together when we realized um, that we all shared, we had shared experiences. Um, and then as people started sharing stories, we realized that these incidents have been going on for years and years and even decades for families of color who had lived in the community for a long time. Um, and so we really started as uh, a response to that. And then the murder of George Floyd happened and um, there was an uprising in community members who just wanted to be involved um, and be supportive. Um, and one of our first uh, commitments that we made was we wanted to make sure that the community has access to diverse books. Um, and that's actually how I got involved with TTAR. Um, my son was a student at the time at Rochester Memorial School, and he is biracial, and he's a reader, and could not find books in the library. Um, with characters that looked like him and families that looked like ours. And so he decided to sell lettuce from our farm and raise money to buy books to donate to the schools. Um, and he actually in one day raised $700. Um, and at the end of his little campaign, um, he raised over $2,000 and donated it to TTAR. Um, and so from our commitment to the books, uh, we moved into doing activities uh, and events in the community. All right. Um, was the, So was the Floyd death kind of brought you folks together? It was actually prior to the Floyd, uh, the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. We were already together um, uh, sharing experiences our mm -hmm. children had had in, in, in the schools, in the district, and even in just in the community outside of the schools. What's your message to these three communities? What, what are you trying to achieve? A goal, if you will. So our mission is to create and support an anti-racist community uh, within the Tri-Town and also to be an ally to all of them, any marginalized group of people. Um, and that's really at the root of everything that we're doing. Um, we always try to respond with education and support and resources. Um, and that's what we're working really hard to do. How many active members do you have? Um, leadership. Our leadership is uh, five. There's five of us on leadership. Um, Jason Chisholm, who's the executive director. Allison Noyce, who's the president. Uh, Jennifer um, Hunter is the secretary and treasurer. 
Kurt Noy, I'm sorry, the secretary. Kurt Noyce is the treasurer, and I'm the vice president. So there's five of us on leadership. And then we have volunteers throughout the community who help and support with um, with all of the, the projects that we do. You know, you look at uh, Mattapoiset, Marion, and Rochester and see three perfect towns, idyllic in nature, quiet, local communities. Are we missing something? Um, no, I think that the Tritown is a wonderful place to be. It's beautiful. Um, you know, it's there's so many good people who live in our community. Um, and I grew up there. I lived there my whole life. I moved away um, when I graduated from college uh, for 15 years and came back to raise my son uh, because I wanted him to go to our schools and grow up in the environment that I grew up in. And his experience as a a biracial young man has been very different than the experience that I had as um, a white kid growing up in a white family. So I think it's a great and wonderful place filled with so many wonderful people. But if you are, if, if you are not straight, white, cis, um, if you look different, if you are from um, a marginalized group of people, uh, your experience may not be what my experience was. Um, You know, it doesn't mean that we don't have a lot of wonderful people, but there is a loud minority of people who, um, who are vocal about... um, and some who are not vocal about not being happy about the work that we're doing. Mm. So the work that, you, that you're doing really deals with diversity. It deals with acceptance. It deals with inclusion. Those are, um, for some people, they're buzzwords that, for whatever reason, get people upset. Yeah. Um, and you've seen some of that, right? You've seen some of that firsthand. Um I know that uh, we're going to talk about the little free diverse libraries that you have. You have one each in Rochester, Mattapoisett, and Marion. Some work to create these places. They're not very big, but they are, in your mind, very important, right? Tell us why. Absolutely. Um, Every human deserves to see themselves represented in the books that they read, in the you know, I have no issue finding myself in magazines and on television and in books that I read um, because I'm a white, straight, cis woman, right? But finding books, if you are not in any of those categories, can be a challenge. And everyone deserves representation, which was the reason we created the diverse, uh, the little free diverse libraries, because we recognize that it's important, especially for kids, to be able to find themselves in the stories that they read. It also provides an opportunity for other kids who maybe don't have diverse people in their lives to be educated and exposed to different experiences other than their own. For instance, if, you know, my son, when he was little and he was in school, somebody said to him on more than one occasion, why is your mom white and why are you not? 
Um, you know, why does your hair look like that? Things like he would have been saved that experience maybe if that kid had read a book about an interracial family or a, a biracial character or a family of color. Um, and that would have saved my kid having to experience that because my kid didn't deserve, no kid deserves to be made to feel different or other than. Um, and so that's why the libraries are so important. You have these three libraries. One of them uh, was the object of an attack, of uh, a hate attack, as mm -hmm. one way I would describe it as. There was some... The one in Mattapoisett, is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, when was that? Um, that was in 2021, um, the end of 2021. Yeah. Um, during a storm, somebody went to the Mattapoisett uh, Little Free Diverse Library, which was our second library. We had one in Marion. We have one in Marion. That was our first one. Um, during a rainstorm, they opened the library up. They pulled all the books out. They tore the books. They um, broke the door. They hit it with something so hard and repeatedly that it actually partially collapsed. Um, and it was really heartbreaking. Um, but the community really responded. Well, that was my that point that, that you mentioned there's a lot of good people in the Tritown area yes. and they responded. They did. The, the community in Mattapoisett and other surrounding communities, I'm sure, uh, worked to rebuild the structure and make it a better place um that that tells me there are a lot of, there are a lot of good people in the absolutely yeah. more, there's more good than 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 not yeah. um absolutely now you've had uh, the issue with books uh, has risen uh, once again in the tri-town um with the uh effort to ban books from school libraries uh, generated a lot of headlines. Um, what was uh, the uh, Tritown Against Racism? What was their role in, in all of that? So, you know, we believe really deeply in representation. Um, and we were really worried about people discussing these books in front of kids and sort of... Um, demonizing them yeah, and disparaging, these disparaging books. them yeah. and you know these these books first of all i'm not a librarian <laughs> right yeah. i'm not a librarian um i'm not qualified or certified to be choosing books so the schools have selection processes in place by a librarian who's certainly more educated than um, I am in uh, in their role, and so trusting that the books selected were appropriate based on the criteria that the library uses, right? Um, and so TTAR uh, created a collective letter um, in response to these efforts, and in less than three days we had 670 signatures on the letter um, saying these voices in these books are important. And if the libraries approved the books, um, these are award-winning books that have been there. I mean, Toni Morrison's Bluest Eye, um, The Hate You Give is 
like an amazing book. Gender Queer, which is a memoir, a really powerful memoir um, that could literally save a kid's life, right? Who might be thinking, mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with me? I, I don't feel like I fit in or I don't feel like I fit this mold. Um, and we shared that letter with the school committee, just saying, like, there are lots of people in the community who trust the process, who trust the librarians to do their job. And please don't feed into the stigma associated with talking about these books like they're bad. What a debate. Some parents, I'm sure, agree with you, with TTR. Some, uh, T-T-A-R, some didn't. Some felt uncomfortable with these books. What do you you say to those parents who uh, may not have malice in their heart, but they just feel uncomfortable with these books? So... One of the things that I researched as a parent in the district with a kid at the junior high is what would be the process if I didn't want my kid to have access, right? There's already a process in place. All I would need to do is email the principal and say, I don't want my kid to access that book. And my kid wouldn't be able to access the book. But we also have to think about what is at the root of that? Because my kid has a cell phone. So whatever he can see in that book, he could find a lot worse on his phone. Mm-hmm. We also have cable television. And kids are left alone, right? Junior high and high, we're talking about high school kids. For gender queer was at the high school, not at the junior high, at the yep. high school. So these are high school kids. So Game of Thrones, um, the Bible... I mean, there's lots of other books that if we're really concerned about sexual content, there's why are we only focusing on these books that highlight these voices and experiences um, and to really reflect on that? Okay, so members of the school committee had raised this issue. Some parents had raised the issue. How did it how did it end up? Um, So the books were actually. requested for review and it went through the process the selection committee i guess reviewed them um it's a very in-depth process if you read the policy it's very in-depth the selection committee reviewed them and they were voted to be kept um in the library um so none of the books were actually removed your message is let the librarian do his or her job yeah let the library that they are way more qualified than than me. And if I have concerns, there is an option for me. Uh, Rhonda Baptiste is our guest. Uh, she's the vice president of Tritown Against Racism. Rhonda, we've got a couple of minutes left here. I want, to, want you to talk about some of the events that are coming up that your group is working on. Give me a two or three, if you would. Sure. So July 1st, um, we are uh, partnering with the um, Marion Art Center and the Marion Council on Aging, and there's a reading of the Frederick Douglass speech, uh, What to the Slave is the Fourth of July. Um, we have that coming up on July 1st. You can find information about it and actually register for it um, on our website, which is tritownagainstracism.org. Um, we also have... Um, community conversation events quarterly. Um, One of the community conversation events was 
uh, a panel of experts talking about how to talk to your kids about racism and how to be an ally. One was um, why it's so important to have complex content in literature. And it was a panel of librarians answering questions about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we will be having one um, coming up at the end of the summer. Um, if anyone has ideas about content they want us to cover it that they can they can email us at um, info at tritownagainstracism.org um, and then we have some affinity groups that are coming up um, to be formed so we're excited about that we've got to wrap it up thank you very much uh, Rhonda for coming in talking to us that's it for Town Square Sunday thanks for listening thanks to Tim Weisberg and Mike Roberts for helping us get this program on the air and in our social media sites. I'm Jim Phillips. Join me next week for Town Square Sunday. Until then, have a great week and a wonderful Sunday.